Welcome to the Two Man Game. I'm your host, Landon Holland, and with me as always, my co-host, Xavier Rocha. What's going on, Roach? Um, nothing much, Dando. What's going on with you? How's your day? Been pretty good. Uh got off got on the golf course today. Played some pretty decent golf. So really? always hit. a great way to start your day. You hit well. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I had a few pars, which is rare for me, so that was fun. Good. How was your uh, summer? Super Bowl Sunday? Uh I did watch, surprisingly. I didn't think I was going to, but uh wanted the Bengals to win. Yeah. But happy happy for Stafford since he got out of that Detroit situation. Yeah, I can't so, say I watched. Was uh, I was I went to a golf tournament this Sunday, the Waste Management. Oh, Phoenix, okay. And had some homework to finish up when I got back. So I tuned I mean, in for like the last drive, but I wasn't yeah. too invested. Yeah, that was a pretty bad call there at the end, the hold on Wilson. Oh, yeah. On the linebacker, but on your oh, boy yeah. Cooper Cup, who carried your fantasy team this year. Oh yeah, good thing we got a keepers league. I'm but I mean, on you, that man. You didn't for... miss anything. The commercials were pretty, pretty, uh, pretty mid. Yeah, I I heard the I saw the Kanye commercial, the McDonald's one. That oh was yeah, pretty funny. But yeah. other than that, I didn't see much. Did you see Kanye? Like what he was wearing. Oh yeah, with like his mask. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. That <laughs> All right, well, let's hop into some NBA talk. Uh, so we just—I feel like the league's still buzzing around the Simmons-Harden trade. So I just want to talk about—they had their intro interviews, and to start off with Simmons, he—he uh, he had a lot to say, but. One of the main points he made was how scary it's going to be when all three of them are on the court together again, which it's going to be, who knows when that will be, but uh, mm-hmm. other I mean, than that interview, I mean, Curry and Drummond were good in that first game they played, and they got a win after losing nine straight, so. Yeah, that was big for them to pick up that win. They were definitely falling in the standings, and. That was a nice win to get, bef- like, before All-Star break. But one other thing that I pulled from the Simmons interview, he said that he was hoping to play in the game in his return to Philly. He said that's what he's is shooting that, for, that he'll be, is he'll that be playing like, I think March 10th, is that when it is? I think something like that. Yeah, and well, like, I'm pretty sure you've already said that we'll have to have a another discord day or something oh, we'll have to have a watch party for that game for that it's game but i mean i just hope that all three of them play that day and that durant's ready to play because that game would be so fun to watch just yeah we gotta Simmons hope that to philly and the atmosphere there we gotta hope that everybody's healthy for that game because that will be box office as people like to say for sure i mean definitely uh, that would be one of the bigger games of the year if not the biggest. Yeah. The regular season game, that doesn't get much better than that with all the storylines. Mm-hmm. Kind of like KD's return to OKC. Yeah. Even though I think I was a little, that might have been a little bit bigger. but. And then we got some footage of Harden practicing in uh, that Philly practice jersey. 
side by side with Tyrese Maxey, even shooting step backs with Joel Embiid. Uh, did you watch those clips? No, I didn't watch the practice clips. I just saw the clip of him with like his hands up, smiling. Oh everyone yeah, everyone around him's looking happy. So. Yeah, so it was definitely it was a good thing that that trade happened and they got to their new situations and everyone's in a better place now. Yeah, Which you love to I, see. Uh, you always love to see that. And then he was at the game yesterday. He rang the bell for Philly. And then they, got... <laughs> they went on to lose by, I don't know what they lost by, but they were down like 50. 48, I think. I think they lost by 48. Okay. Um, but I mean, this, I don't know if you watched that game. It was on TNT, but. Yeah, I watched the first half, but then it's like. The Celtics were just, they were wet. Yeah. Jalen Brown was knocking down everything. Aaron yeah, Smith really. hit from downtown. Everybody's Did you see and beat step back. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, like tweets about it. It's like, yeah, one practice with James Harden. He's already trying to pull out the step back. So that was funny. Definitely one of the more bad travels I've seen in a while. Yeah, because he he was like like he used both of his feet. He was like trying to like shuffle backwards instead of just using that lead foot. And then in uh, the clips I was talking about when him and Harden were shooting step backs, it was like it was literally like Harden showing him how to do it. Really? And then and then the next day he tries to do it in a game. It's yeah. just a horrible travel. So that was kind of funny. Hey, maybe if Joel can get that down, you know, he might hit another <laughs> level. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Which I didn't think but, was possible for him to hit another level, but good. To uh, bring up Boston. In that game yesterday, I wanted to just talk about them and the recent streak they've been on. Uh, I think they've won nine straight now. And we were looking at a team that was, I don't know, were they at like the nine seed, I think? Yeah. Before those. Like a week ago. Mm -hmm. And now they're out of the play and they're at the six seed right now. And uh, a game and a half up on Toronto, who's a seven seed. Um, so they had their Derek White, uh, move, getting rid of Schroeder and, uh, some other guys to get Derek White. Um, and I think that's a big reason for the surge, but also the surge was, uh, happening before the deadline. So what do you think's changing or why do you think they've won nine straight? Um, looking at their schedule, they've actually had... Some tougher games, actually three in a row. The Nuggets, Hawks, and Celtics, or Sixers back-to-back-to-back. So, I mean, those are quality wins against really good teams, and they've also beat the Heat in this nine-game win streak. And I just feel like they're not losing those games that you expect teams to win, and you hate when they lose, like games two, the Pistons or the Magic that the Celtics might have been losing earlier in the year. So, I mean, they're just playing good basketball right now, and the... Uh, acquisition of Derek White. Just he just brings defense and a level of more shot creativity, which honestly you can never get enough of in, in the league. So, I mean, it's super big for him. And now with Smart going down, White's going to play an even bigger role and being that lead defender that takes on the guards. And I just I just like Derek White as a player. And when Smart gets back, their lineup is looking nice. Uh, Derek White is like. 
I feel like he's a perfect fit alongside Tatum and Brown just because he's a really good defender. He's a quick decision maker, and he's not going to hold the ball too long because he knows his limits. He he knows he's not going to ISO and take over at the, at the end of games. So um, I think he fits along really good. I wish he was a better three-point shooter for alongside them, but what he brings to them with his defense and his decision-making, I think will contribute a lot to this team. And I think when come playoff time, I think Derek White will end up being in their closing lineup alongside uh, probably Marcus Smart. Then you got Brown and Tatum. And then it'll probably change between Robert Williams and now Horford. Um, But yeah, I really like this move with Derek White. And also, I mean, I haven't been watching the Celtics play, but last last night watching them, they were just super solid at both ends of the floor. Um, they were playing more team basketball than I'm used to seeing when I watch that team. And their defense is always, I mean, it's been pretty consistent all year. It's been their offense usually that's struggled, I've, I believe. Um, so their offense has taken off these last few weeks against the heat. They put up 122, which putting up 122 against the heat is pretty significant, but yeah. yeah. And then 135 last night. So yeah, but yeah, I mean, their closing lineup just is so versatile on defense with the top three and smart white and Brown. And then Williams can just be a great paint protector and like, I just feel like they're so locked in right now and they've kind of like pushed past all the like hate I want to say from like earlier in the season from dropping games and kind of getting behind in the standings early and I feel like they're really locked in and they're kind of locking in at the perfect time like this is when you want to be hitting your striders into the break so and then you want to come out firing after so I mean it's perfect for Boston they could easily continue to rise in the standings um, I mean, they're only a game behind the Sixers now for the fifth seed, and then a game and a half, a game and a half behind the Cavs at four. So, I mean, if they just keep winning, they can easily keep keep climbing in the standings. Yeah, to bring up a point that we've brought up a lot in this uh, podcast over the last few weeks is just how good the top of the East is, and Boston wasn't looking great at the beginning of this year, but. These these last few few weeks has shown that um, they're they're there with almost everybody else in the Eastern Conference when it comes to being able to compete in a seven game series. And I think I don't think they're gonna come out of the East, but I think they're gonna be able to give some of those top teams uh, some deep series and maybe take teams like Miami to seven games or Milwaukee. The Bulls. Yeah. Or oh, probably I beat the Bulls. You, I know you take them over I, the Bulls. But I would, I would take them over the Bulls. Yeah, uh, I mean, just having the two shot creators and Brown and Tatum, who are just all star level, and then the surrounding pieces just fit so well with them. Like this team's just so looks so good on paper, and as of late, had they been playing uh, to the standard that I hold them to, at least. And I mean. Three- Three years ago, we were talking. Sorry. Their next three games are Detroit, Brooklyn, and Detroit. So 
I mean, that could be three more wins in a row, and I don't know yeah. where you're looking at them in the standings after those three. Um, so to move off of the Boston conversation, uh, let's move to another team in the Eastern Conference who um, made another trade at the deadline, and that's with Indiana. Um, let's talk about Tyrese Halliburton and his play of late. I guess just his play in the last three games when he's been with the Pacers. Um, he's looked like everything they traded for. In his three games with the Pacers, he's averaging around, I think, over 20 points a game, 10 assists a game, 4 rebounds a game, and over 2 steals a game. And they haven't won any of those games, but he's been super good, and uh, Pacers fans should be thrilled about what they got in Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, I feel like we've talked about him before on this podcast, but... Let's talk about him again. <laughs> you you can never get enough of Tyrese on this. Yeah, I mean, just as a player, he's so special. But um, it's kind of like earlier earlier in the season when Fox was out. He's kind of like getting the opportunity to be the main ball handler and have the offense run through him at all times in Indiana, especially with like Brogdon and Turner out. He's getting like the ball whenever he wants, and I feel like this is really going to help him grow and. They're not winning, which is going to help them get a nice higher draft pick and kind of just create this core that they're kind of looking for for the future and letting Halliburton grow right now and letting him just shoot whenever he wants and show off his playmaking abilities. going to be super good for him, I feel. What do you think about uh, Brogdon? Because Brogdon, I think, has been questionable the last few games, but they've held him out. So uh, do you think... They should just hold him out the rest of the season and let Halliburton, Halliburton and Dorte and Heald play together, especially if uh, Brogdon isn't going to be long-term for this team. It doesn't really make sense for them to play him this year, does it? I mean, I think Brogdon does get moved next year, so, I mean, if they just want to hold him out. But I think I don't think Brogdon's the kind of player that just wants to sit out for, like, no reason. Like, I feel like if he's good to go, he's kind of just, like, wants to play. He just seems like that kind of player to me. I also don't and think Brogdon's going to stunt the growth of any of those players. I think he's no, a no. good team player, too. Yeah, for sure. Like, And you can always, like, uh, stutter the minutes between those two. So kind of have him be on the court, not at the same time all the time. So yeah, Albert can still get a lot of touches and help his game. But Brogdon is a is super interesting. I mean, just going into next year, if they do decide to get off of this backcourt of Brogdon and Halbert and where he goes and kind of what like the asking price for Brogdon is, because I mean he's a super good player that can get you eighteen a night and is a pretty good facilitator. But I mean, and he kind of was in All Star like conversations earlier this year, and even back in the last year he was. But, I mean, the guard play in the league is just so heavy that it's kind of hard for him to make it. And But, I mean, he's an all-star caliber player that could easily be picked up by a contender or a team looking to contend next year. Yeah, I think... And it, 
Brogdon could easily get moved at some point within the next couple years, especially if they get a high draft pick and they aren't looking to get like a player like uh, Apollo or Jabari, and they're looking more at a player like Jaden Ivey. Like, just depending on what kind of player they get in the draft will probably affect whether they want to hold on to Brogdon or not, I think. Dude, Halburn and Ivy would be nasty. Yeah, that'd, that'd be insane. Be Ivy's I mean, Brogdon's next to Halliburton. A guy like Brogdon, who gives, gives you 18 a night on a $20 million contract, I feel like that's a pretty fair contract. And you like teams don't hate that. So... I mean, he's super tradable because of his contract. He's not on one of these Tobias Harris contracts that is so difficult to move. Like, he's easily a movable piece. Yeah. And I I mean, Brogdon's just such a good player. So, if Indiana's not looking to compete, which I doubt they will be by next season, I just hope he gets onto a team that is trying to win it. Do you... Uh, do you remember the I, trade, like Brogdon to Indy, or like what, like what was the deal? Do you remember? Was he not a free agent? Did he just leave? Could they just not pay him? Or wait, it might have been a trade. I forget. That seems like so long ago. <laughs> I know. Was it George? No, not George Hill. No, I don't know. I feel like it might have been free agency. I mean, you're probably right. Did you? It was, just, uh, it was read, a sign uh, and trade, but I'm not going to get too okay. deep into it. It doesn't really matter. I was just did wondering you, if you did. Did you the read deals. the Players Tribune from Tyrese Halburn? No, I didn't. Okay. What were the main points in from that? Well, that you pulled. He just he talked a lot about like the details of the trade and Monty McNair, the GM of uh, Sacramento, calling him and what the players reacted to his teammates like and as a oh, yeah. yeah they were like shut up stop playing are you joking with yeah, me yeah okay i didn't i didn't read it but i saw like stuff about it i heard yeah. people and then he was I talking about was. how he wanted to be like the chris weber to sacramento and he wanted to like change the mindset of the franchise and then there's just so many points he made in the article that just if I was a Sacramento Kings fan, I'd just be like, geez, I cannot believe we got rid of this guy. Yeah, I mean, Tyrese, he was just, even from like his initial pressers getting to Indiana, he just seemed like he was so invested into Sacramento and just wanted to get them back to the playoffs eventually. And I mean, it just sucks when a player that's loves being in an organization that's not a very good organization gets dealt and... It's just kind of a setback for yeah. Kings fans that were invested in Halbert and definitely just sucks even more. I just can't believe that. I still can't believe that trade. It's just crazy with the year Halbert's been having. Right. And he's playing even better now. So, I mean, maybe it was good for him. Motivated him. He's like, I will not get traded from, from the Pacers. No. The Pacers will keep me. <laughs> I gotta step up my game. Um, so let's talk about another super young player. I think is he is Giddy the youngest player in the NBA? I think he is. 
Uh, is he <laughs> crazy to say? I'm I'm pretty positive he is. Well, he's he's the youngest player ever to get a triple double, and second youngest player to get a triple double, and the third youngest. And player ever yeah, <laughs> I was gonna add the third one there. <laughs> but uh, one of those triple doubles came on. What day was that? Was that Saturday or Monday? That was, it was Monday. Monday. It was Monday yeah. for sure. In the Garden, which a lot of young players like to have big games in the Garden. Um, he Every had player, not 28, 28, 12, and 11. And not only did he have 28, 12, and 11, he shot 3 of 4 from three-point range, which is the biggest question mark from his uh, from the giddy haters out there, that he's not going to be able to shoot the ball from distance. Uh, I mean, it's a super sm- small sample size, but showing that you can hit 75% of your three-point shots in a, in one game shows that maybe you can get to that like 40% mark at some point in your career. Um, you're the Thunder fan, so let me know how you feel. I mean, dude, this kid's 19, and he's putting up triple-doubles in the biggest basketball arena we have in front of crazy Knicks fans that... Just, I mean, it's just so much pressure to go into MSG and put like put up a great stat line, and I know that he's probably so happy with the fact that he put up his back-to-back triple double and his biggest kind of stat line of the year, other than maybe his game where he had 18 rebounds and 14 assists or whatever it was. But I mean, the kid's passing ability is just out of this world, and like if he can get to even like like he doesn't even have to get to a 38% shooter or like 40%, you know, like that upper echelon of shooters. Like if he could just get to a solid like 35% from the field or from three point range and then get his field goal percentage up to like 47 or 48% from the field all around this, like his playmaking and his ability to rebound and his size. Like I was listening to Kevin O'Connor and someone that he had on he they were just saying like when they went to go watch him like he just looks so big out there and for a guard being like able to literally just like throw skip passes straight over guards heads and like whip around passes around smaller guards is just so helpful for him and like his accuracy on his passes is just crazy like he'll do like this one-handed just chuck to the corner as he's like driving into the lane and it's like right in the pocket and they can just go straight up with it. I mean, his highlights are unreal. Yeah, he's super good at passing on the move. Like he doesn't he doesn't have to be stopped at all. He doesn't have to like jump stop and he can make those passes from pretty much anywhere. And even like his base uh, like his baseline and sideline passes on the inbounds play. We've seen some crazy ones. Uh <laughs> And we're just yeah, going to keep getting more and more highlights from Giddy. Um, I mean, I saw a tweet. It was like, when our coach is going to start game planning against Giddy's inbound pass? Because it's like every single night he has one. That's just like a backdoor cut to yeah. Kenny Hustle. And he, it's just a dunk. <laughs> and then uh, your point about being just like, he doesn't have to be like a 40% three-point shooter. But if he can get to the point where guys have to close out on him, it's going to be like super scary because once he's able to like 
get by the closeout defender or initial defender and get to the second level of the defense and get guys to crash towards him, and then he'll be able to spray the ball all around the court. Um, and then when the Thunder get... I mean, this Thunder team is not talented at all by any means. Whoa, whoa. Let's, oh, not let's, talented. Let's, let's There's a lot of talent honest. on this let's team. Be let's be honest. He's not, he's not throwing it out to like great three-point shooters or players like that he could have. And okay, the coming so years, not, the surrounding talent is good, but they're they have a lot of good high end talent. No, 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 high end talent. Yes, I love I love their high end talent, but the players he's spraying the ball out to when he gets to the paint, I agree. They're probably yeah, they're right. probably not hitting the greatest percentage of shots. So his efficiency on those passes and the sh- the shooters will hopefully increase in the coming years. Um, and then also this Knicks game, not to mention they did win in the Garden. Um. And the big did. reason for that too was Trey Mann. He's been having some really good games, especially with Shea out. Um, this is another rookie guard, right? Rookie, I think. Yeah. From yeah. Florida. Super athletic. 18th uh, pick. Shot creator type of player. Uh, Dude, Trey Mann's handle. I mean, his handle's just so nasty, and he's like. Like he's a gift. Like he's he was born to score. Like that's that's his role, and like every championship team needs a guy that can just come in and give you twenty five any given night, and can just like we're we're talking about Trey Man on a championship team. Is that I mean, what we're talking right I'm now. Not, I mean, yeah. I'm saying okay. At, <laughs> at twenty, he can get to that level. Okay, like the Thunder, a long way away from winning the championship. I think, unless Giddy can, you know, grow insane in like a year span, and then you have Shea and Giddy, and then who knows what they do with those picks. But like Trey Man, like I don't know if you've watched him like at all this season, but like his other big games, like he's his handle's so nasty, and like he creates so much space that like he can be like a top end shot creator in the league, and like top like six man in the league like those kind of guys like a Lou Will or Eric Gordon. Okay, okay. I have like, I, I wasn't saying the Thunder are ready man. to win. I'm not okay. saying the Thunder are ready to win. No, I guess you it just it just came out like <laughs> a true Thunder fan, which I respect. But uh yeah, I, mean, I, I like Trey Man's game a lot. He's a he's a scorer and that's what he is first for sure when I watch him. But Every team needs that type of guy that is always ready to shoot, and he's bouncy too. He's bouncy. He, he is. He's he's caught some lobs and some bodies, which I mean, he, and he didn't show that in in at Florida in his college days. He didn't show that a whole lot. I don't. I can't say I remember him too much at Florida, other than the SEC tournament last year. I think I. Well, I mean, I just had to. I had to do my research when he got drafted. Oh yeah. So I had That's to watch all, I had to watch all the highlights, Giddy highlights, JRE highlights, Aaron Wiggins highlights, who's Aaron Wiggins. Congratulations on your ex- four year extension. On his four year five million extension. Dude, that's a Lou Dort extension. So I mean what, you know what a contract. You know uh Presti is locked Presti's him up for the championship run. Guys on low for the championship run, he's gonna have a, another Lou Dort type player. On the team, 
What are the Thunder going to do with all this cap space? I mean, Bronny James gets drafted, and we got, we got to pay LeBron. I mean, <laughs> well, all, what are you going to do for the next five years? <laughs> what are you going to do for the next five years when you got 70 million to pay? I mean, you just got to hope that these guys develop. Gideon, Trey Mann, and Shea gets even better, and Baisley takes a Wait, step, uh, and Lou Dort gets better, and then go out and make that splash trade. And that's the reason you got all those picks. All right, just to be all able right. to make make the deals that you you want, and you have the cab space to go get anyone you want. That's true. They can't. They're definitely not going to hold on to all these picks. That'd be that'd be insane of Sam Presti. So they're definitely I mean, going to have Presti, to. Presti's got an end game. It's just if the players can develop to how he sees their potential. And right now, they're the two big ones, Trey Man and Giddy, are definitely on the right track. Are we are we done with Thunder Talk or you got more? I mean we can be, I just <laughs> I don't know. When you start talking bad about my Thunder, it gets me going. So you need to stop the hate. talking bad. I was just I was just making sure you weren't talking about uh Trey Mann being on a championship team quite yet. That's a little bit <laughs> Oh not yet, but I mean two years. Two years, okay. Well, like three, three years. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, do you got any bold takes? I, you told me before this podcast about some MVP candidate that you have on the horizon. I mean, he's moving up. He's he's been on the ladder all year. Uh, Demar Derozan from Chicago, averaging thirty eight over his last six, shooting like Jeez. sixty sixty percent from three, which oh you don't gosh. see from from Demar Derozan. And I mean, he's really putting the bulls on his back through this, through this stretch without Levine, Lonzo, and Caruso. Yeah, which are three of their, I mean, biggest players and biggest contributors. Still no Patrick. Still no Patrick Williams. And dude. no Patrick Williams. I mean, he's still young. He hasn't shown a whole lot. But I mean, he's definitely still a piece that they re- are going to rely on in the playoffs. And there, wasn't there a report that he will be back or? They're hopeful that he'll be back for the for the playoffs. Yeah, they're uh, I don't know, maybe their owner, I forget who it was, but said that he should be back. I thought it was in not too long. Uh, it might have been, but yeah, there's reports that he should be back before the playoffs. So that'll be that'll be good for them. I mean, they'll eventually get all four of those guys back, hopefully, and. Then that's when you start talking about the Bulls being Eastern Conference Finals players. Because I mean, it takes a stretch, for, a stretch like this from Demar, and they could they could easily be there. That's true. If Demar, if Demar can play like this and they're fully healthy, they can definitely compete Makes... with the top teams in the East. Yeah, for sure. But. Are all those things going to be true? We'll have to wait and see. We will, and that's that's the excitement of the playoffs. Sure is. But yeah, I, I don't got, have I got, Demar as a MVP candidate, really. I have not five. He's, he's okay. five now. Yeah. See, I don't really see that as a candidate anymore when we're this late in the season. It's not I mean, any, I anything's because, possible. But... I mean, Curry's plummeting. Yeah. Right so, now, I, mean, I think it's really between... 
It's it's so. Embiid, Giannis, and Jokic, and then I think. I mean, it's open are... season there. Demar might be four, honestly, with Curry's play as of late. Who would be I mean, Curry? Curry's not putting up the stats, but I mean, he's oh, still I'd, like I'd take Demar over Curry. I think in the race, yeah. But Curry's yeah. still like I mean, he's finding ways to impact the game other ways other than just like being that pure scorer that he like is and like like when he's getting triple teamed he's finding his open teammates and Golden State's just moving the ball so well right now. Warriors just have so many guys that And Clay's Clay's getting back to form. He's looking yeah. better and better. But I think the top three of the MVP, it's gonna be one of those guys between For Embiid, sure. Jokic and Giannis. For sure. I and then I, I mean I don't want to bring up Giannis again because he already did, but just like if he wins a third, it's crazy. Yeah. And he had 50 and 14 last night. Yeah. <laughs> He's, that guy is something else. It's, it's ridiculous what we, what we get to see from him night in and night out. Yeah, and he's one of those then, players that plays hard every night and doesn't take nights off. Yeah. And then which, we'll get to see love. him in the All-Star game. And he's the same Giannis in that game as he is that's why, in any that's other That's why game. LeBron took him. Yeah, that's what LeBron said. Hardest playing All-Star player in All-Star game history, Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> I love how LeBron just comes in so like professional in those drafts. And then Katie's like, yeah, with my pick, I'll take uh, John Morant. Yeah, LeBron's <laughs> always got like a... a, like a <laughs> Rehearsed line for every guy. <laughs> With the first pick in the 2022 <laughs> All-Star Draft. For Team LeBron James, I'm going to take... <laughs> With my next just... guy off the bench, I'm going to take one of my favorite players in the league. DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> <laughs> and you know he only took DeMar because he, f- he just hates himself for not getting the management to take DeMar in free agency. I I saw reports today that that was fake news that they had a chance to get Demar. I I but, thought Demar said like that was a serious option. Yeah, like literally in presses, like he said that. Fake news can be fake news, if you I'm know what I mean. Sure. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. I think so, I know what you mean. Who knows? <laughs> but I'm pretty sure um, Demar said something about like that. That was actually a possibility. There's definitely reports on that. Uh, for. Did you see that Zion is... The news came out today that Zion might need a second surgery. You see that? Yeah, yeah. you have thoughts on yeah. that? It's just... Oh, man. I mean, it's like saw, the foot injuries. They just, like... If you break it once, it's it just, just keeps happening. Yeah, I saw a tweet, like, 10 minutes before we recorded that he's the next Greg Oden, and it just made me so sad. Because, like, be there's terrible. there's a real chance that this guy... Is gonna struggle to stay on the court, like for with his weight. Like if he could just get his weight down, he wouldn't be like it wouldn't be bad. But then I see but pictures it's... of him looking in shape, so like I I have hope, but then at the same time, it's just hard to tell. But I was really like, excited to watch this team once he yeah, got the back. Yeah, need him right now. Yeah, this team would be so fun with if they're fully healthy. And your boy B.I. is just, like, not playing to his standard right now. And with C.J. being there, he's kind of struggled the last few games. 
Yeah, he's been not scoring much at all. I, I feel like he's trying. Him, I mean, I feel like he might be trying to get like CJ shots, and he's kind of yeah, just like playing a little passive. The playmaker first, but that's not I what this know. team needs. Bi, they need you to yeah, yeah, give him thirty-five. Pelicans, I I need to tune into more Pelicans games because I like that team. And yeah, they got Jonas, Herb, yeah, Herb they got, Jones. It's like six on the. They got some on the Roy players. ladder. But um, the Gian- not the Giannis, the Zion news really uh really made me sad. No, if if he's Greg Oden, that's gonna be the worst thing ever because he's so talented and could have such a good career. And you you just hate to see players be hurt all the time. Like it's the worst. Yeah. Zion. All right. And like, you got any... this, I feel like the second surgery is kind of also just like precautionary thing. Like, we're going to look into it and like see if a surgery would definitely like help stabilize it more. So that's why they're like looking into the second surgery. We'll see. Like, it's not uh, it's maybe because reports, there's something so wrong, just because like the surgery could be for like extra stability and stuff. But yeah, well, I just want to do one more thing before we close out the show, and it's uh, let's just give our picks, just no real explanation, just kind of what you have as we go into All Star Weekend for winners of the three point contest, dunk contest, okay, okay, and like then All Star Game, and we can do Skills Challenge if you want, and uh, Rising Stars if you want, right. but we don't have to. Let's start out with the dunk contest. Um, I'll give you my pick first. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the boy from Oak Hill, North Carolina, and now the point guard for the Orlando Magic, Cole Anthony. Sounds like think, LeBron there. Yeah, I mean, you came in hot with that, the rehearsed line. Yeah. I think you're ready to do this. I'm going to take the sleeper pick. I'm going to go uh, JTA Juan Toscano Anderson from Golden no State. No way. Okay. I like it. No love for the... Probably, I'd guess the two favorites are Jalen Green and Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin, I'm pretty sure was in it last year, and he didn't... Yeah, he was. He, did too, do ha. he didn't do too no. hot. So maybe, maybe Jalen Green and Cole Anthony are the favorites, but... Right, I'm going. Well, I'm going the sleeper pick. I'm going Juan. All right, I'll go Cole. All right, then three point contest. Uh, you you got first pick since I got the first pick for the last. All right, one. I'm going to read the contestants since this has oh, yeah, more deeper field. So Desmond Bain, Luke Kennard, Zach Levine. I don't know if Zach's going to participate in it anymore. Oh, but sure. CJ, Patty Mills, Cat, Fred VanVleet, and Trey Young. My pick. I'm gonna take Freddie. Take mine. Okay. Whew. I'm gonna take Freddie. I like it. I'm taking I'm Patty. Patty Mills. Okay. Okay. I didn't think that's where you were going. You did think that was where I was going? No, I didn't. I thought you were going Desmond. Oh, okay. I mean, it's not. Oh, yeah, I got Freddie. No bad picks. 
There's only one bad pick. Luke Kennard. Carl. Carl's not. Oh, winning. dude. Carl's getting third. <laughs> Carl might win. Carl, Carl's got so long. Big of the, he's the best. It's going to take Carl too long to time. get it off the. Dude. Dude, he's too much distance between his shot and the rack. He's going to have to bend over too far. He's got a he's got a quick release though. I mean, it's not a slow release. I'm I'm taking Patty. All right. All right. First skills challenge. Are we doing this one? Might as well. Yeah, might as well. I don't know how it works this year, but with like no, the teams, but we can pick. So I the think we're... the teams are the Antetokounmpo brothers, the Cavs, like best three players: Mobley, Allen, and Garland. Which I think they're doing that because it's in Cleveland. And yeah. then the rookies who are uh, Kate Cunningham, Scotty Barnes, and who's the other one? You don't know, really? Oh. Really? Oh, the guy. Josh the guy Giddy. Joshua oh, Giddy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm taking, I'm taking Cleveland. I'm, I'm tired of the slander that year. I'm taking Cleveland. Around. I'm taking my the hat. Rooks. You see my I hat? I do. I see your hat right now. I'm taking the Rooks, though, just because my boy's on there. I don't think Dante Tukumpas have a shot. But. No. No. I didn't even know Kostas was still in the league. I don't even think it's Kostas. I think it's Alex. Pretty sure oh, it's right. Alex Dante it's Alex. I didn't know he was in the league. <laughs> He's not. He's not. Oh. Well, what the? <laughs> I don't I know. Well, I'm taking my boy Darius Garland to lead Mobley and Allen. You'll take Giddy. I'll take Giddy. And your boy Scotty. And your I boy. think I think and... your pick's gonna win right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, after next episode, we'll be recording, and it will be All Star Weekend. Will be over. We'll be looking forward to the second half of the season, and hopefully, we'll get some players cleared to play after the All Star game, like Jamal Murray, Victor Oladipo. Um, Shay, hopefully we'll be back DJ. soon. Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. There's going to be Zach, a lot of Zach players, Levine, hopefully. Harden, coming. James Harden. Yeah. Big names so, will be back, hopefully. Hopefully we'll get some even better basketball after the All-Star break when we're watching games that are going to really change the standings in these last couple months. Uh, and I can't wait for the next episode. Hope you all enjoyed. Have a wonderful day. See you guys.